Hello, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Unleash Your Potential podcast with your host, Maria Service. This podcast is for ambitious women looking to unlock their potential, going beyond the mind into embodiment, spirituality, and holistic approaches to help you take it to the next level in your career or business with more confidence, ease, and clarity. Here, we go beyond the mind and dive into all the layers we can use to harness your full potential as a mom boss, woman in leadership, or a busy woman who needs some help with all the overwhelm. So glad you're here. Let's dive in. Okay, so today we're talking about how do we actually start applying resilience tools, mind body practices, you know, maybe these new things that you are exploring and trying. And to be honest, many of us are great learners. We're great at absorbing new information. (laughs) I know that's true for me. I love um, signing up for this course and listening to this podcast and doing all the things. And certainly some information is just like, okay, that's good to know. Log that back, might use that another time. But when it comes to resilience tools and mind-body practices and a lot of the things that I'm talking on the podcast, um, oftentimes these tools need to be applied in everyday life. So like when you're actually feeling stressed and overwhelmed after a meeting or before a busy week or on Sunday night and you're prepping for the week ahead and you're already feeling overwhelmed by it, this is when it's not that we can just think like, oh yeah, I know there's like some stress management tools I could use or maybe there's some things I could do to calm down. But to be honest, it's in these times where we we might not actually pull out and use the mind-body practice or the thing that might help us. Oftentimes, we're probably going to go into habit and autopilot mode of things that we normally do, which is uh, feeling overwhelmed. I think I'm going to go scroll Instagram for three hours <laughs> if you're like me. Or, you know, I could, you know, do something to kind of feel a little bit better here. But you know what? I'm going to start this new project over here. Over here. This looks like a shiny new project I could do. So we often look at distractions um, as a way to not always actually deal with the stress and the overwhelm. And I get it. Know that you are not alone. It, like, There's no reason that um, for as long as I started doing this deeper dive into getting the knowledge and learning more about resilience tools and the science behind, like I really probably started all of the deeper dive in 2015, 2016. And here I am, 2023 like eight years later. And I won't say it took me eight years, but probably close to six, right around shortly after the pandemic, when my whole routines and everything was changed. And right around when I started this business, um, that's when I really truly integrated a lot of the tools. Like, you know, I'd been dabbling in yoga and dabbling in meditation and, um, you know, trying to set up like a meditation spot at home where I could just be, you know, I was doing a lot of things and it wasn't until, yeah, probably almost six years after I started my journey that I got a lot better at actually using these tools and mind body practices when I need them. So I mean it when I say that it's normal and it's not uncommon that you're maybe just learning a lot of things and you're excited about some things you could try. Maybe you've checked out yoga. Maybe you've tried some meditations. Maybe you've done some of my short, you know, pause, breathe with me videos. If you're following me over on Instagram at maria.service, 
So again, maybe you're dabbling too. Um, but I really want to help you apply. So today, not only are we talking about just even now today, even though I'm better, I want you to know areas where I still have to have some high self-awareness, noticing where I'm getting stuck and then how I'm pulling in my own tools to help me get unstuck. And all of this to say that I'm there right there with you, but having accountability, support, um, community can be so valuable. I don't want you to have to take six years to actually learn how to integrate your tools. I want you to get there faster. So I'm really excited to share more, especially as we go forward. We're mid-September right now. Not sure when you're listening to this. And in October of 2023, um, you're going to be hearing more from me about a new upcoming offering. I'm going to be starting a membership program. I currently do already send some mindfulness text reminders or nudges to a few founding women um, who, you know, signed up for that within the last year and they've really enjoyed that. And now I'm going to be adding some enhanced other features of that membership, including some access to two master classes that are going to help you with shifting and moving through stress, helping you get unstuck. And then also there's going to be some live calls each month where you can hop on a call with me and we'll do it together. We're going to check in together. We're going to see how everyone's doing. Um, the times each month will change a little bit, but you'll always have it in advance. And even if you miss the lives, because I get it, everybody's schedule is busy. Um, as part of the membership, you all have access to these recordings so that, you know, if you don't get a chance to hang out with us on a Tuesday over lunch, you can always watch it Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning, um, and really just feel like you're doing it right along with us. It's meant to help just hold you accountable and be there. So that's in general some of the details, but if you want to be the first to know when the doors open to the membership experience and gain first access and founding member pricing, you're going to want to get on my wait list. So I want you to go to mariaservice.com slash wait list um, so that you can get those first details. Okay. So I digress back to how do we actually apply all of this stuff? So how do we actually apply the tools? Let's dive in. Um, one thing also I'm just going to like throw in there and say is that, um, as a coach, you want to continue to remain coachable, if that makes sense. So as a coach, the goal is not to like know all this information, coach other people. And then like, you think like, Oh, okay, I'm good. I'm the coach now. I'm the expert. I don't need to apply any of this stuff or I'm good. I won't like, let's be honest, like life life happens. We constantly evolve different seasons. So as a coach, I am humbled all the time because I understand so much of what my clients are going through, not because I've been there, which I have, but also just because, you know, life throws me different curveballs, different times where I have to be super self-aware and not only be really mindful about implementing my own practices that I tell my clients, but also I need to be ready to evolve and learn new information because maybe there's a new tool or a new way of thinking or a different perspective that I haven't even thought of yet. And that's why I continue to use coaches and um, different healing modalities and different things so that I'm always learning, but I'm also you know, making sure that I'm hearing different perspectives, making sure that I'm doing what I can to continue to evolve. Um, and so part of that as a coach is, yes, having this level of self-awareness that I can apply my own tools. So I was just telling my group coaching group the other week or this week, actually, that 
I was starting to get stuck in a mind trap as we go into, well, I love fall. Let's just be real. Uh, I'm in the Midwest. I love fall. It's like the perfect weather, love crunchy leaves, love football season. But if you're in the Midwest, many of us know what's coming next, which is winter and winter can feel really long. And I just think like it's, it's, small talk practice in the Midwest where, you know, fall comes and everybody's like, oh, we know it's coming next. And it's a little bit of this doom and gloom, like, oh, winter's upon us. So it's already like a group think thing to just dread winter. Again, this is most people, not everyone. I'm obviously I know there are Midwesterns out there who love winter. Um, But another thing is that, you know, I used to really struggle with seasonal um, affective disorder depression disorder or, you know, so sad. So, uh, you know, going into winter could be a really tough time for me. Now, I also started taking a vitamin D supplement as well as a super B complex um, when I saw my holistic women provider. And those supplements have really helped um, along with again, utilizing my own resilience and mind body practices. So really going into winter, the last two, three winters, it's, it's not like I go into this major slump. I definitely feel much better. Um, also I think for me personally, just aligning my life, um, and starting this business and, and having this flexibility where in winter, when I'm just a little bit slower to get going in the morning, Um, mornings just can be really tough for me, especially in winter. Um, It's just dark and gloomy and cloudy and all the things. And I'm not generally a morning person. What I love is that what I do now, the work that I do can be flexible enough that, you know, I don't have to jump right out of bed at 6am to be out to catch a bus at 730 or get to work anyway. So that also helps me. But what I want to say here though, is that still this whole mind trap of must dread winter winter sucks, must be depressed during winter. Okay. So that used to be a mind trap, right? And, and, and other things, but I noticed how I was starting to get a little bit stuck there. Like the last week where it's been cooler in the mornings. It's funny because I love it. I love this coolness. And yet that old little mind trap, that old part of me was coming up that like, Oh no, this is going to be bad. That we're going to get sad. It's we're. I'm already feeling depressed. This ain't good. This ain't good. Right. So like I had to have great self-awareness to know that that like mind trap, that part was coming up. I had to spend some time journaling about it, reflecting, where is this coming from? And then I also really had to realize that that was just kicking up this old stress response and left unchecked. I could have just ruminated there, but instead it's like, oh, no, notice where that's coming from. Now you got to use a tool like you one, you know, yes, I can kind of try to use some mind affirmations of like, nope, I've got this. I've done two winters. It's been fine. This is not a big deal. But again, for me personally, mind tools only go so far because if my body is still feeling like, eh, nope, I don't like this. Um, it, it doesn't go as far for me. So which is why I have to pull in some of those somatic body-based tools. So that might mean I have to sit and do a meditation or do some movement, do some yoga. I've been really loving this season. I joined a yoga studio in town. And if you're local, you have to check out Radiant Soul Yoga Studio. It's so good. And I'm super excited because I'll be having um, the owner and the main yoga instructor on Anthony on a future podcast episode to talk all things yoga. But anyways, um, going to some of the hot and warm yoga classes there have been super helpful for me too. just 
very grounding. And so it's like after I ground my body and use one of my mind body tools, I just see it for what it is, which is like, you know what? Winter's not so bad. I don't have to get pulled into that trap of, you know, woe is me, woe is us. Winter sucks. (laughs) So that's one example where, you know, I see the things too that I could get pulled into and I have to use my own tools. Another one is I have this process called the shift transform method. I kind of created this based on all the things that I was learning over kind of the five years towards the end of my occupational therapy career, pulling information from just learning a lot about emotional regulation, how we self-regulate ourselves, how the nervous system is operating. Um, going through a somatic-based trauma-informed course. Um, I pulled all these things together because I'm a, I'm a process person. And oftentimes it's like if I'm going to use some information, I sometimes need steps that I can use in real life to walk me through. And so for many of us, when we feel stressed, sadness, um, frustrated, anger, whatever that is, We can sometimes get stuck there with the emotion. We're not exactly sure how do I actually insert my stress management tool here because we're not always in our most logic mind when we're feeling those big emotions. And so again, we might go to distraction. What can I do just to distract myself? Um, Anyway, so for that reason, I created this four-step process, the shift transform method. Step one is name it, name your emotion. Step two is validate it. So own it, name it, own it, name your emotion and then own it. Meaning you have every right to feel that way. Very important step, very simple, but important. Step three is release that emotion. So do what you need to do to shift and move that emotion through your body so that step four, you can transform, which oftentimes mean that if we're starting this process, feeling a more, um, what most people would call negative, but I'm going to call a depleting emotion. If we're starting this process there, ultimately we want to end back up in a more positive or renewing emotion. So step four is where we're consciously trying to just shift our body back to that more balanced state. Okay. So that was the shift transform method in, in a quick, you know, and anyways, I have to use that process in my day to day. So, you know, just the other day I was feeling, actually, I was feeling a lot of emotions because my son just recently started kindergarten and he was feeling all the feels. And actually the first week back of school, my husband was gone. He had a work retreat up North for a couple of days. So it was just me and my son. And, you know, those, the day before kindergarten was honestly just a ball of emotions. I think he knew change was coming. And then, you know, the first two days were a lot. And so one, I definitely had to just use my tools to try to help regulate myself so that I could help regulate him. But at the end of the day, as parents, you know, we've got all these emotions too. And after he would go to bed, I would kind of walk myself through that shift transform method. So that might've been, you know, one, at one point in my life, it might've been journaling and writing out my emotions. Now, to be honest, I can do a lot of that in my head just because I've done it so much. So that's just processing. Oh my gosh. Okay. What am I feeling right now? I'm feeling burnt out because of X and I'm feeling frustrated because, you know, I wish my husband was here to help out, but he was, you know, out for a couple of days. Um, I'm feeling sad that Hank is feeling sad. I'm feeling overwhelmed just by all of it, whatever. So you get where I'm going. It's like, I have to kind of name it all. 
then I have to just give myself permission that guess what? It's okay for me to have all of these feelings right now. This is a lot and this too shall pass, right? Um, and then in the evenings I would do some type of body-based practice to help shift and release. So oftentimes I have a little meditation corner. I would do some yoga moves. I would do some just body-based practices so that I could still kind of process, but also move that emotion through. And then in the end, I would be able to just, I have a a playlist or a couple go-tos for, you know, how I shift back into a more balanced state. So that might be listening to a calm and grounding meditation. I also have an excellent um, kind of like a music playlist of some just good grounding music that I sometimes will turn on or getting out one of my, like, it's, I think I have a yoga for, no, poetry of yoga books. Um, That's just also calming for me. Um, I'd get my essential oils out so that by the end of all of that, I I felt much better. I felt calmer. I felt just rejuvenated again and even just more grateful that I had these tools and I had this practice. And so I just, I wanted to share on this episode how, you know, just because I'm the coach, it doesn't mean that I don't still use these practices. And it's not to say that I don't have moments where I'm still having like life happens that, you know, I'm, I still get frustrated. I still get overwhelmed. I still get angry. That's why I have these tools. And so I'm just excited to be able to have a new offering coming up where I want to really help you use your resilience tools, your mind body practices as well. Because at the end of the day, you know, all of this, it's only as good as like when we actually use it. So to have that knowledge about all these things is great. And if you're listening to the podcast, that's awesome. I'm so glad you're here and learning, but it's time to take it to that next step. Let's apply it. Let's actually use it in our everyday routines. And so if you're excited about that and you're just wanting to learn more, you want to make sure you get on the wait list. So head to mariaservice.com slash wait list to get on that and drop your email. right. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad that you're here and that you found this podcast. I hope you found the content and information helpful. If you enjoyed it, go ahead and leave me a review and hit subscribe so that you don't miss any new episodes. Have an awesome day, my friend.